Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Recall the Midwife. This is Listener Special Part 2 because we had so much to talk about in the Part 1. We had to go to a two-parter. I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. Um, should we just get straight into it or has anyone yeah, got any I'm more things to taste? Or... I love let's it. Let's do it. Okay, so let's get into it. June Boyle, we love you June. June's co- corrected us on quite a few things about Alex being at the funeral and everything like that. Oh, this is what we need. So much it is what we need. We just basically she's she's yeah. a continuity person. She's our expert who fact error error finder, general June Boyle, uh, the actor who plays the BBC producer was also in the King's Speech as the radio announcer at the Duke of York's opening speech. And I was like, oh, thank you. I mentioned that. And she was like, oh, of course, your knowledge of British actors and their roles is greater than mine. But one of my favourite games is figuring out what actor has been in what different program or movie. Well, number one. You're absolutely giving us more credit than we deserve about our uh, knowledge being better than <laughs> And number two, same, because we're always talking about different people. That's how we had a whole episode on Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, girls, we could do a whole, like, people from Call the Midwife in different roles and, like, other things we'd love to see them in. Like, we we, tr- we go off on tangents in the episodes and we always try to, like, rein ourselves in because th- I love talking about this. And we've all watched so much of the same stuff that it's just, like, so great to see where we've seen other people from. Okay, so Rhiannon Rachel has a message. Hello, Rhiannon. Um, I, just love, I just love all these names. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. So she says that she loves listening to the podcast. Thank you, Rihanna. We love that you listen to the podcast. Um, she also says you should absolutely come and do the tour. It's not from where I live. And I went a few years ago. It's great. So many places filmed that you wouldn't even think were filmed at the dockyard. And then she also, which basically, Rachel, Rihanna, sorry, that is absolutely the plan to go to the dockyard and do that. We Honestly, if you're listening at the dockyard, by the way, and you want to sponsor three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
three podcasters. That would be amazing. But finally, for context into Helen George's brown hair, she's recently been playing Anna in the UK tour of the King and which uh, King and I, which I saw live. She was amazing. I believe she's going back to the tour once filming is done. So when they started filming the other day, she was blonde, but it would be a wig because she's keeping the brown for the tour. Oh, wait, she's going on tour with the show? King and I. Before also, she looks the- completely different. I've seen the poster. Yeah, she looks amazing. Wow. Like, I'll, but... have to, I'll have to look her up. I haven't, I haven't seen her with the brown hair yet. Do you know what I am interested to see on the tour? And I don't, I mean, I don't think this will actually come up on the tour. But when you see Poplar and the area, it's just how now how posh it is. Yeah, oh, and yeah. when when Timmy and Peter move into their their new house and they're in like a terrace house, and you're like, you're talking about like a million pound house now. Yeah, which is so mad, isn't it? What part of London is Poplar in? So, you know, when the best way I can describe the map of London is the opening titles to EastEnders, which I don't watch, but you know how <laughs> it's you got get the, the snake of the, like river. the horseshoe of the River Thames. Yeah. So Poplar is the the kind of inside the of the filling horseshoe. of the horseshoe. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I know exactly. So where it, it is, yeah. it's all, it's quite close, I think, to Canary Wharf mm. and all that sort of area. Okay. Well, this is actually very relevant for this question. So, Catherine May, thank you. Um, she's messaged us and she has a question about people saying going out west. When they say they're going out west, where are they referring to? I'm American, but I have a friend who lives in Newcastle, UK, and I asked him. His sisters also watched the show. He checked with his sisters and they, he said they all think it refers to America. But based on the context that I see used in the show, I don't necessarily think that is the case. Catherine, that's because you are wise. It is not. Um, I keep looking for some sort of example or a solid place, but it's kind of vague. Do you have any idea? I appreciate the question and your assistance. Yes, we do have an idea. So if someone's saying they're heading, we're going up west, it's to go up to West London, basically, go into another part of town to buy and buy something. So when, what was her name the other day? Rosemary with the twins in the Christmas episode. Her mum was going oh, Yeah, she was going to get the buggy, wasn't she, for the twins? Yeah, so it's just basically bigger stores and everything up west. She went up west mm. and got somewhere. So it's just West End London. Okay, so that's that's what they, they, they don't even mean like outside of London when they're talking about West. No, no, it's West, West End London. Oh, and okay. uh, Pet Shop Boys did an amazing song called West End Girls. Oh, yeah! <laughs> when I think of West End, I think more of like the theatre shows. Well, yeah, it's pushed around there, isn't it? The American version of Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's who I think. Sorry, the British version of Broadway. Yeah, but it's stuff like Covent Garden and Soho, like all the shopping areas, and that's West End. Yeah, because you've got like Oxford Street and Regent Street, which is exactly big yeah, which is mm-hmm. where they would have gone to get the buggy probably because they wouldn't have sold it because they were posh ones as well, weren't they? Or was yeah. it a pram or cot? So either way, they were posh. Yeah, mm-hmm. wouldn't get him in Violet Buckle's store, is what I'm saying. No, <laughs> she could have probably ordered one in <laughs> with the brassieres <laughs> and, and, the, and the napkins. Oh yes. <laughs> right now we've got another one here. It is from Kristin. This just made me laugh. So, hello again, loving the podcast. I just say, I, I just wanted to say, I feel like Alex has a favorite line from each series and she says it a lot. She cracks me up every time. She says, put it in the drawer, Sheila. Can I just say, thank you? <laughs> <laughs> put it in the drawer, Sheila. Oh, yes. Now, this, this is my point. This is the one that's actually important. I have okay. a friend called Kathleen. Kathleen, I couldn't even say it properly then. I had to do it like Kathleen. <laughs> I have a friend called Kathleen. And whenever I refer to her, I say, Kathleen, Kathleen. And my husband does not get it at all. Well, do you know what, Christian? We do get it. We hear you and feel you and see you. And we now have now mentioned you on the pod. Yes, we're always in your in your corner. Okay, I next one. I love that he doesn't get that and that you're just 
still doing it. I do it all the time. I say stuff like that all the time. I'm just looking at it. I think every marriage needs some secrets, and that sounds like a great one. Not No one's going to get hurt. Nothing's wrong, but just it's your own little thing. You get to yourself. That's great. Mine's that I'm having an affair. Right, now, it's not. <laughs> I don't have time. I'm doing flaming podcasts. I'm on the PTA. Hi, I love your podcast. We love you for listening. Now, she says here, I have a couple of suggestions. When you did your book review, I really enjoyed hearing your opinion on it as I read the book myself around the same time. I also got a book from Amazon written by Stephen McGann for the 10-year anniversary of the show, which I've read multiple times and really enjoy, especially hmm. hearing what goes on backstage. I would love it if you did a book review episode of this book, and it is called A Labour of Love and is available on Amazon. Well, I can tell you now, done. We're, We're doing that, it. Ladies. Yeah. We're Are doing, we doing it. it? Right. Yeah. 1,000 I have just also, looked it up. There you right, go. That is happening. Kind of that is happening. Also, Although we did say Googling was happening less. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, but but I'm, I'm looking it up on my Amazon app. So I'm not Googling, I'm purchasing. I know we're just we're just teasing you but the thing is we we're, so the next book we're going to read that we'll do as a break is Shadows of the Workhouse and that'll yeah. be coming up after season four podcast episodes are covered and then we'll maybe do Dr. Turner's as a little bit of a break and then we can go to Jennifer Worth's third book because god knows those books are dark as hell well you mean season five after season five oh yeah 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 that's yeah. what I mean yeah. this is after Sorry. season four yeah please mm-hmm. don't do that to me because I've not finished reading it I've not even started if I'm honest. I, okay yeah. I just lied then I've not started I don't know why I said I've not finished <laughs> I just had to had to come had to complain <laughs> now she also says I think you should talk about some of the songs they play on the show and if you know them slash if you like them or if you've never heard of them now I will say it, I love that I've been doing this podcast that I've been listening to quite a few of them on Spotify. There's like a, if you, if no one knows about this on Spotify, there is, is actually it, is it... call the midwife playlists. Oh, I'm searching it right Ooh. now. And there's actually a BBC right one now. done by the BBC of all that, like, like an official playlist. Yeah. Do you know what? That would be a good job for you because obviously somebody works for the BBC and like is selecting those songs. And I just feel like that's something you should have gone into Alex. I know oh it's, it would be very much for me. Although I'd just put the same songs on that. I love up. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm just, just a bit... really heavy metal well <laughs> i know you have donovan yeah you'd have like really really intense stuff but the thing is i will say we have a couple every once in a while called out some of the songs on the show we we do need to pay attention more and i love this note and suggestion we're gonna do it one of my favorites was um the song that they played when um fred and violet were struggling in their relationship like she dumped him because she thought that he was kind of you know using her as a backup plan for you know an ill-fated an ill-planned like retirement period or whatever and there's this song that plays over that collection of scenes that's really really great and so the music does have a huge part to play in the show and anyways yes well, I, I will say I'm a massive music fan um, and and it's not just heavy metal and Jason Donovan but I do my, my grandparents were into Glenn Miller and uh, Nat King Cole and Elephant Shell and that kind of stuff so I do have a, quite an affinity for that kind of stuff as well mm-hmm. um, and there hasn't really been a lot of songs that I know and I'm quite into this kind of I'm just quite into music like knowing about different music and stuff and well, it's not these songs the songs they choose I think deliberately they are not massive songs of the time that people would know so much like be massive bangers because I think you probably have to pay rates for them there's like life so I feel like stuff, they use yeah. kind of lesser known ones um probably also just not to take over the scene if, if it's really popular people might take more note of the of the music well, and just just to say as well, like I'm I'm not the music person Alex is, but I when I was growing up, I was huge into like oldies kind of music. Well, now it would be that that's what it was called at the time. It was it was mainly music from like 50s, 60s and like early 70s, I would say. And the other thing I think is interesting about the show, the music on the show is that I think a lot of the music from that time period that I think of, I think is more kind of American music and they do a great job of 
kind of integrating, you know, maybe the hits that or the songs that are playing more in Britain, you know, because I haven't heard as much like Motown or things like that kind of yeah. on the show or like that kind of like Elvis, like rock style, you well, know, like rockabilly kind of thing. American. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've they've done they've, you know, and kind of, you know, thinking about those things as well has introduced me to songs that I haven't really heard of, even though that genre is one that I do generally really like. So, yeah, very cool. OK, so also on this message it says i also think you should talk in, in talk about some of the props and small details in scenes to see how different things are from today love that idea i love it yeah. especially for kitchen stuff because like you know when they have like baking scenes and things like that i love to see what they're using as versus like what we, we would use now i will definitely look out for that and also i think a lot of stuff is coming back in fashion like the yeah the kitchen mm-hmm. sink and things like that like a butler's sink is it called a butler's sink oh, i don't know i'm not sure what what you're it probably talking is. about you 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 know bess is brilliant on stuff like this yeah exactly yeah. i'm 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 gonna look out for that yeah defo also, just also like stuff, you know, and stuff really too. struck me you know the parlor you know at tony's parlor no um, oh yeah. tony and yvonne yes yeah yes. his parlor was uber fashionable now <laughs> oh my <laughs> god yeah. yeah because the picture, picture. Yeah. do you remember do you remember when he described the picture yeah, yeah. i've seen that picture on all over in like i quite like an interiors account on instagram and i like a lot of people have that picture still yeah really? yeah, well, it's, yeah. Or, or it's like a new new print of these pictures but because it's yeah. 60s furniture is all in like i've got um my house is not an interior designer's dream, but I've got the uh, <laughs> like. What's the word when it's like um? Teak? Oh, no, not ergometric. The, the the geometric. I've got geometric wallpaper and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's or sixties is very in. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, well, you know, what I like seeing on props and stuff uh, is the massive massive uh, ashtrays oh i know i know where you where it's like literally can hold like 50 cigarette butts yeah, yeah. exactly exactly you smash them over people's head and it'd kill them i know when i was growing up my dad the way he would he would come so our house was a really really old well for america really, really old it was built in like the early 1800s and it was an old carriage house that had been converted into a home and so anyways we would always enter through the door that was in the kitchen and my dad would come home from work and he would walk in the kitchen and he would like take his coat and put his briefcase down and stuff like that but then he would always have all this stuff in his pockets like his wallet and change and a chapstick and a handkerchief and blah 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 and he had a huge ashtray that i swear to you i'm i'm showing the girls on the video but it was probably at least six to seven inches wide and it was white on the outside blue on the inside and it had like the little divots for the cigarettes and everything but he would always put all of that like junk from his pockets in that ashtray and it was like on a ledge that was like over our sink and everything and as soon as you said that it like came back to me god where is that ashtray nowadays i don't know but anyways just and nobody in our house ever smoked growing up or anything so it wasn't for use that way but yeah people used to have that kind of thing and now they just don't anymore not not well, even, i not like really. seeing for my account you know um when they have the new 60s kitchens on these flats they go to and they're like oh and you yeah. see the surfaces i just love it I know, I know. Well, mid-century modern is like a huge design inspiration yeah. style over here as well. Do you know what else I also so. notice? You know, the teacups they use at yeah. the, in, the, in the clinic, I still feel like they're very similar to quite a lot. I feel like when we were growing up, they were in clinics still, those kind of things in the, in the mm-hmm. doctors and stuff when they had cups of tea. Mm-hmm. Well, and you girls probably notice a lot because it's like, you know, British things that are still left over from how it used to be. I mean, I obviously don't have that frame of reference the same way, but yeah, I'm sure you guys still have a lot of that. Well, I, think thing. Necess- I think definitely when we were younger as well, when we were, you know, we were born in the 80s. Uh, it was only 20 years after that. So mm-hmm. oh, that makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, I don't know this. This person's called Chris and they say, Chris McCarthy. And they, so, yeah, thank you so much for messaging us, Chris McCarthy. So Chris says, I would like to know more about the meters for gas and electric. I don't believe we ever had them in the USA. Maybe the history and when they, when they were discontinued. Thank you, Chris. Now, Chris, they've not been discontinued. A lot of no. people still have gas meters, electric meters. We still have them. We don't, we don't, I don't have to pay for a certain amount and then it stops. Like in some places, we talk about this quite a lot, but a lot of people still do, usually rented accommodation. Yeah, it's not, I was it's not say. usual in all rented accommodation, but what I'm saying is if you have to pay for gas to a certain amount, have a card or um, electric in that way, it's usually in a rented house to kind of keep on top of it. But not, I'm not saying all rented houses have that, most won't, but if, if you do have it, it will be rented, is my point. I but wish yeah, we I still know. have gas meters and, and electric, electricity meters and they come round and take readings, don't they, Bex? Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm confused now because I'm thinking of meters where you have to you you basically you have to prepay. Yeah, but that's oh. that's one kind of gas meter and electricity meter. Right. They're the ones I'm talking about that are in houses that are usually usually in houses that are rented. I don't know anyone who owns a house who has one of them. Uh, we had one of those when I was living in Cardiff. Uh, yeah, 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 and mm-hmm. you rented. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So and we rented usually it, the yeah. landlords don't get stuck with massive bills and stuff with people who aren't paying them. They usually don't tend to do that. Um, yeah. But no, we still have gas meters and electricity meters. They come around and read them. Yeah, they do do that. I do have one of those. Well, well, got a smart oh yeah, well I've also got a smart meter now, but they still I don't know I don't they think they don't about, believe me. They come and check still. I don't know if anyone's ever come and checked mine for a long time. Well, you know what's funny to me about this? I wish I knew where Chris was from because or you know, where he was referencing because when so I live in North Carolina now and I don't I don't know that we have a meter reading or a meter down here, but I lived in New York City for a really long time and I had a gas meter there and they would the thing that always made me laugh about that bill is they would like do like every they would come every two months to check and they would do like a like a send you a bill for what they estimated you used and then they would course correct with whatever the actual reading said um and so yeah i mean meters are still something that's that's that 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 we have here but i think they're kind of a vestige of an older time because the building that i lived in that was a really really old building and i'm sure all of that infrastructure was put in a long time ago like definitely called midwife time when meters were still really popular i don't think i guess they don't do it now for newer constructions or or as for maybe for homes as well as not as common but when i was living well, in an apartment we had a meter for sure they do do it here but they they kind of impose it on people don't they yeah so yeah. well, it's the government sanctioned you have to have it safety wise health and safety kind of thing yeah no, but but i don't think we're just talking about a gas and electric i think we're talking about like when they're saying put some money in the meter Oh yeah, but I that's think different. Might be yeah, right, yeah. Beth. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Because yeah. nowadays, if someone falls into arrears with their gas or electricity bill, they'll that the, it's quite it's controversial. But the electricity company will kind of force it on somebody, and then they end up paying a higher tariff. So it's very well, unfair. Weirdly, I've just had a bit of experience with this recently. So my friend at work, his parents just bought a house, and this house is like a barn conversion. It's really beautiful. But they the the people who actually did the barn conversion were going to sell it. We're going to rent it out. Sorry, originally, but in the end, they decided actually we're going to sell it so they sold it to my friend's parents but when they moved in it had one of those meters and it was like ridiculously expensive it's so much more expensive than the the monthly tariffs as well which is disgusting yeah Uh, but it took so much work for them to then swap it over to a monthly payment non non non-meter monthly tariff one uh just absolutely ridiculous work so yeah anyway that's that's all I've got to say on that is not interesting. Very insightful, but well, I'll tell you what: there, there is always a higher cost for being lower income. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <sighs> Disgusting. Anyway, Lauren Hood. Hello, Lauren. We've heard from you before, Lauren. But thank you very much for writing in again. I'm not that. That really sounded horrible. We've heard from you before, Lauren. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and we would love to hear from you as often as you want to be in touch. Well, how I meant was, we've heard from you before. We love it, Lauren. Yes, yes. Um, so she wants to say thank you for sharing all your thoughts and opinions on Call the Midwives. I absolutely love this show. Thank you, Lauren. We love you. But we do genuinely, not contrary to my Lauren, we've heard from you before. My question is, I've noticed a lot of the episodes during the clinic times that the midwives hand out what I think is bottles of orange juice. Is that what it is? And why do they give those out in clinic? Also, another drink that is pink or red like cherry. What's the significance? That's the rose hip syrup, isn't it? It is, yeah. Could they not buy juice in the store? Yes, Lauren, they could. But as part of an NHS health kick, they decided to hand out fresh orange and rose hip syrup, syrup, which just sounds wrong, um, to pregnant women to encourage more vitamin um, in in their diet, basically more vitamin. But still now, when you're pregnant, you do get loads of benefits. Um, You get some free stuff and things like that. You get um, free dental care. You get free dental care, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. But you do also get like vouchers for things like orange juice and that kind of stuff as well. But also less so as the series goes on, but there would have been in the early episodes of Call the Midwife, there would have still been rationing. So that's why they would have probably handed that out to pregnant women. Yeah. Pregnant people. True. Okay. Now, this is actually the last question we have. Oh, and then I can do my thing. Yes, but it's very insightful. Okay, Okay. so good on you mm-hmm. okay here's one from instagram and they want to remain anonymous anonymous i can't say anonymous today uh, they want to remain remain anonymous <laughs> say anon please anon please <laughs> but it's a great question um but also just just on that um we had so many questions on instagram facebook twitter and our uh, email so thank you so so much for everyone for uh for contact and yeah. um, this one love says it. that they would love an episode like a deep dive into uh, Nurse Crane's past. Yes. Um, I think for writers, this is actually a really good idea. But also, who would we like a deep dive on from the past up? So, so yeah, oh, Nurse Crane's amazing. Yes. But who else? What? Who else would you like to see the past? Uh, mine, hundred percent, is Sister Monica Jones. Oh, yeah. wait, girl. You know what? They could do a prequel because they could yeah. have her early days. That's that's what I was just gonna say. This show, the, I don't, I don't think the style of the show is gonna do it. But you know how like there's sometimes like a very special episode of a series where they'll like flash way back to like how everyone yeah. met or like how they got together or like who they were like can you imagine like young sister julian young sister yeah. monica joan young sister evangelina like just dr turner oh my- and his wife oh my god young oh, oh my god, god young, they fred, do this. young fred like or can you imagine sister evangelina like bombing around london on that bike like through the yeah. war the like story of young jane in the workhouse oh my god if you do like yes. one one episode per person or what about even like like the, like a little like mini thing of like a like Trixie and like Cynthia, but like in like high school or like you know like whatever yeah. preparatory school or whatever and everything like how they're like what the thing was that made them want to become a midwife? You know what I mean? Not just like you know what else oh, as well? Do you know what they could call it if it wasn't already taken because it's such an awesome name? Recall the midwife. The midwife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think we've copyrighted it or anything. <laughs> no, they can have it. Let's be honest. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, wait. Would I would absolutely gag over this? Like a like a one hour special episode all about Sister Julianne and Charles Newgarten's love story when they were young. Like, oh, I genuinely thought Bex that she was going to say Jimmy, something to do with Jimmy. <laughs> I'm over Jimmy. I can't mention him again. No, I would just love to see those two like falling in love, like having their whole thing, like then that like heartbreaking like movie date that never. Ha- oh my god! Oh, that would and be just like- stuffing him up. Oh, I would love god. like prequels. I'd love prequels for every single character, Fred and his wife, and what happened during the war. Yeah. Oh be my amazing. god, young Fred, yes, with like- and Violet and her husband, like just seeing you know the past, but also yeah. more as someone said before uh, about like you know seeing 
June with her baby or other, yeah. other storylines that have just been quite touch well, they've all been touching, haven't they? You know what I mean? Well, like I'd like to see one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Iris Willens, how did she get on with Joy? What's going I on with know. Joy in the future? Did Joy go on to have kids? Did she become a grandma? Stuff like that. But imagine like Dr. Turner as like a young trainee doctor, like even before he meets like the first Mrs. Turner, you know what I mean? Like just a young guy like coming out and like, you know, having to get schooled. Can, can you imagine like Sister Evangelina like dressing him down like as a like a first year out of med school and she's like already in her 30s and like has been midwifering. And, also like, when he like, got back from babies. the war, when he got back from the yeah. war and he had shell shock as he called I it. Know. Oh, I know. Oh my god, I this know. is the best. This could be a spin off. It could. And it's got the best name Recall the Midwife. <laughs> or Prequel. Oh, Recall oh. the Midwife. That's another good one. Yes. Yeah. That would also like, mean guys, that. Yeah. Have you guys been watching like the Queen Charlotte season of Bridgerton where it's like a one off, like prequel to like i've not seen it yet no and i think did we mention this in a previous podcast yes we didn't mention it on air i just think i said like to the two of you (laughs) privately like how you'll find that probably made the edit oh yeah well no i was like i was like oh have you seen the show because like the guy who plays king king george is like hot as hell like i mean he is a total smoke show and like unreal i mean granted he's got a lot of problems like as i won't give it away but like what's it just anyways it just made me think of it because in the in bridgerton it's obviously the young couples of that time and then queen charlotte in that time period is you know is a like an older matriarch and everything but they flash back to her and him as like young hotties like you know do you know what i'd even be happy if they just did a one-off christmas special yeah like with a flashback yeah 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 thing is though i would oh love God. it really in depth i don't want them to just look at me pretending like it's actually happening now i don't want them to just <laughs> don't want kind of, just one episode you want 13 series yeah i don't want them to just do a rubbish glib one of like you know 10 minutes here on sister julianne five minutes on system i want full-on in-depth to each character well that's the only thing would... that will do it justice the thing is, I mean, like, it's a good, it's a good idea, Bex, but like, what, what Christmas special could you pick that you could flash back to one Christmas and then everything would kind of be, you know what I mean? Like, no, she, I think like, she means do a Christmas special, a prequel as a Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, no, I totally agree. But I would, I would, I, I think that's a great, great idea. But then I would just imagine that the conceit of the episode is that you're flashing back to like, uh, Christmas, like Christmas of 1942 or Christmas of whatever year. I was just thinking kind of, that. Well, for the writers that are listening, it was more likely to happen as a Christmas special <laughs> than as a full standalone. You are scene. right about that. You are right They're about that. They're sitting there with their pens in their hands, thinking, "This is gold." <laughs> Tomorrow, no, someone's going to gonna, someone at the BBC is getting an email saying, "I've had the best idea." <laughs> And then we're going to get taken off anywhere because they're going to copyright the name Recall the Midwife. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like we're gonna like you know seal our own fate. No here, one can right? find it's us a... anywhere. This can oh go in the court God. case. Actually, this can be logged in the court case. Well, girls, this is literally how fan fiction gets born. You know what I mean? Like people sit around and talk about this stuff, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna write a 200 word, not 200 page novel." about like everything that happened with like sister julianne and charles newgarden like from 19 like i'd know, rather or whatever. someone else did that but yes so i'm not gonna write it but i mean i'm just saying like this is how this kind of stuff gets born you know what You'd i mean like, writing it though well i mean I, like isn't this how uh, oh this is so this is so cringe to even bring this up but like after twilight was published like 50 shades of gray was like came out of like a fan fiction woman who wrote a story that she like loosely based off like twilight tropes basically i think is what it was and then that woman sold like eight million hundred books or whatever anyway, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying it was like good writing or that we needed it or anything like that as a as a society but like yeah people maybe if i have more energy and like i feel less tired one of these days soon i'll i'll see if i can get going we on need it. manifest it jen oh yes manifestation so I know. I know. I'm like I'm like those uh, Becky and I are like those people that um Sister Monica Joan um encountered that were like squatting at her old family home when she went. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you are young. You have never seen anything, and they're all wearing like beanie caps and like corduroy and like I'm the bomb <laughs> and giving her like you know funny brownies and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so um, that oh, is wait. the end of the questions that I collated. Wait, girls, can I just read you a comment? Actually, like I. I found a I found a comment on on our this is a comment on the Apple podcast reviews. Listen to what she says. She says, I'm an avid called the midwife man. I've watched the entire series through about nine times when I'm home and doing chores or folding laundry. I'm watching this show or even when I can't sleep at night, I listen to the show. I have a notebook full of quotes from the show. My computer's name is Sister Monica Joan and my kitchen Alexa is nurse Philip Cr Phyllis Crane. I view these characters as welcomed friends in a really crazy, unkind world. So when I found this podcast, I was excited. I'll admit that at first I was a little standoffish, especially when they would talk bad about Sister Monica Joan and she does a winky face. But after weeks of listening and getting better at being podcasters, I've grown to love these three women. I love and appreciate so much the view of it through actual Brits and the insights they offer are great. They're, they're, they're as funny and delightful as they are sarcastic and honest. It's like grabbing a hot cuppa, popping your AirPods in and joining your friends for a chat about this bomb of the television show keep it up ladies and then she put a heart oh, oh my god i, I love Aren't it now just like, oh. i was gonna end on a really really lovely one as well so i'm gonna give you this one okay okay this is you <laughs> <laughs> you've done your work i know well and i've got a little game for the very end yeah so jen's gonna do a game at the end but i just want to do a very special shout out to debbie Okay, okay, so Debbie sent a message and she says, ladies, I want to tell you how much I am enjoying your podcast. I stumbled on them while looking through Spotify after my 16 year old grandson introduced me to the technology world. I am just listening to season two, episode one. I found I can do my morning household chores and listen to this wonderful program. I have laughed and sometimes cried. Maybe they were happy tears during the first few programs I have listened to. My husband recently died. But for the last many years, we would watch Call the Midwife on Sunday evenings. I loved the show and he watched it because I loved it. I love the way you all build from each other. I love the accent and Jen gives a great American flavour to the programme. Ladies, keep up the great work. It gives this 70-year-old lady something to look forward to. Debbie from Missouri. I cried when I read that, ladies. Oh, oh you beautiful woman, Debbie. Oh, my goodness. I know. I so, thank you. Well, I just want to do a massive shout out to Debbie because... This is why we did it. So I had the idea of doing yeah. this podcast because I loved listening to Just Friends Talk. Mm -hmm. And it's about an interesting subject to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, people who watch this show and don't necessarily have someone to watch it with or yeah. talk about, and then they've got someone at least to listen to about it. 
yeah I watched it I basically like I messaged Alex all the way through my watching it and she I kept predicting what was going to happen and I was like, I'm not going to tell you. But she was, Becky's really terrible as well. She's like, don't tell me, but does this happen? Well, you just told me not to tell you. <laughs> well, and I got into it. My mom was a huge fan before I ever was. And I kind of always shied away from it because it was like, every time I would even watch a part of an episode with her, I would just start sobbing, you know, because it's just, it just really hits me where like right in my heart all the time. And when, when you suggested we do this, I was like, okay, here we go. I'm diving in. And now I've talked to her and now like we've bonded over it together. And then I obviously bond over it with you girls. And now I just like embrace the sob and I just like cry every single time I watch every episode. And now I'm watching them multiple times over because I'm prepping for the podcast and everything else. And it's just like, you know well, what? Well, I just thought the concept as well, because obviously you know why I watch it. I was told basically to how to do it with part of therapy. But yeah. the the reason, and obviously it's soothing for me now, but the the reason I want, I just thought it was a really good idea to have a podcast where you can start at any time mm. um, and just, you know, listen to an episode after you've watched a, a, an episode. Because I hate when I start watching something and no one else watches it and I've got no one to talk to about it. Yeah. So I just thought that would be great. And yeah. I was right. You were right. You get the credit. You were right. Yes. She's yeah. the one that she's the one that sucked us in listeners. So Alex says she, this is all her brainchild. Yeah. Put it in the all drawer, right, Sheila. Right. You know. <laughs> okay. So we did this in our first listener special. I had a hoot and a half over this. So I want to do it again. Um, now the show is all about women and families and we focus on that. And that's amazing. We love having them at the forefront, but of course, we need the guys too. And so I thought we would bring back the game that we played in the first listener special of what is it? Snog, marry, avoid. Is yeah. that what we call it? Okay. Yeah. So that's a very nice, polite version of, I think, that's some the of British our way, Jen. Yeah. Nice I was nice, nice and polite. The British, the British uh, standard. Yes, exactly. The American version is more crude and crass. Um, I, I'm sure some of our listeners will know what I'm referring to. But anyway, so I've made a list of guys here and we're going to. I'm going to kind of randomly group them in three and then we pick who we would snog, marry, avoid. All right. So here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The first person is, the first guy is Alan, who was married to Yvonne. He was the one that had shell shock from the war and they had to put him in a special room with her when she was pregnant and they were evacuating after the bomb at that Christmas special. Yeah. Then we've got, then we've got Alec, Jenny's ill-fated, um, you know, beau and paramour. Oh. And then Billy, who was married to Merle, and they he his baby brother passed away when he was little. They found out that their two kids had, I think it was cystic fibrosis. Um, but Billy was the one who flagged Jenny down and was like, Listen, nurse, I have I have some family history for ya. And then like, you know, he was like helping out with diapers and all that kind of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say guy? he was she, he was that was the storyline where they were like, Don't tell anybody, but Billy's even doing the washing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just but- say Billy was fit, so this is easy. I know. I was gonna say Billy was a gorgeous. So, um, what do we want to do here, ladies? It's hard to it's hard to pick, honestly. Well, this- I'm marrying Billy. Okay. I'm snogging. Oh, I'm marrying Alan. You're gonna marry Alan? Yeah. Okay. They I'm snogging Alan. Couple. I'm snogging yeah, Alan. I'm, I'm giving him a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so avoiding gonna- Alec. <laughs> I'm avoiding Alec. And I so didn't you- hate Alec. I liked Alec. But he was just a bit creepy sometimes, wasn't he, at the start? <laughs> well, he was, yeah, he, he was a bit too, um, what did you call him, a sex pest in the episode? <laughs> 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 at the beginning, he was that way. I stand I th- by it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with you guys. I'll, I, I think I'm going to go for marrying Billy 
over marrying Alan just because Billy seemed more help- helpful with household chores. Yeah, that's but it. I love- exactly why. <laughs> but I love Alan too, and I'm going to give him a big old smooch when we get together. And then Alex, sorry. I mean, Alex is on his way out anyway, so it really isn't like we, you know, okay. Now this is this is <laughs> the most half reason to not include somebody. You you would have only had a short life with him. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard to avoid him. I wouldn't have to avoid him that long, anyways. Could have given him a good uh, time before death. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so next is a very wacky combination of guys, totally swing to the other end of the spectrum. Okay, Doctor Latham. He was the guy that helped with the breathing exercises. Remember, Cynthia went to his seminar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then Jacob, the guy who had cerebral palsy, who was at the home that he had the pregnant girlfriend, remember? Yeah. Wasn't he like yeah. 16? No, no, I'm going no, to avoid Jacob because I think it's inappropriate. Well, is it though? I mean, okay, Jacob does have a physical disability, but he's... he's Jacob is, is older than um I can't remember her name name but he's older than his girlfriend that he gets oh. pregnant. I want to say oh, well like, I thought I thought he was 16 so no 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 J- Jacob is like 20 or 21 or something like that he's oh, older. Right. you're making then, that up you don't know that he's not he's not 14 he's not 16 he's like he's an he's like an adult boy adult man like he can live at he like lives at the home like he's been there for a long long time right we've got it now next one who's the next okay and then the third one is maurice glennon and i know i don't have to tell you guys who maurice glennon is you need to tell me (laughs) he's the one who got the tropical disease it was like yeah. always leave a window open, like never let your cares settle. Who really like, touched your heart, Jet? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the one that he was your hero that week because you were like, I love was, him. I did love him. And I right. and I call him Maurice, and you guys call him Morris Glennon. Remember Morris Glennon? Yeah, well, that's I'm why you didn't know that. Yeah, Morris um, Glennon. Okay, so Doctor Latham, Jacob, and Morris Glennon. Right, I'm marrying Doctor Latham. Yeah. I'm with I you just on think that it'd one. be nice, go, and I'd go around with him on his tours because in those days women didn't work, so it'd be amazing just going around <laughs> with him to different cities doing his tours. Also, he was really progressive, so I feel like he wouldn't be like super sexist to us as like his wife. Like he would treat yeah. us as people, you know? What yeah, I mean? I'd be yeah. well into. He'd probably make me work. Actually, I'm not into that. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> um, and then I'd go with Morris Glenn into Snog just because he was just so lovely, and you know. I, I know I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry Morris. Okay. And who are you going to snag back? Dr. L- Latham. Okay. We both thought because Jacob was really young. I'm convinced that Jacob is in his late teens. Okay, okay. For the age reason, I will also avoid Jacob. But if he was like 25, I mean, I I would go... I would go... Yeah, but that's the oh. thing. I thought he was 16. I can't change... Like, I look like a right perv on a podcast <laughs> being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with him then. Two minutes <laughs> early if he was 16. Okay, so marry Dr. Latham slash snog Morris Glennon slash avoid Jacob and yeah. then you then you then you'd marry Morris uh, Bex okay all right okay now here's three good ones and again the age thing might be an issue for one of these guys but we'll just see how we feel okay three year old I would never <laughs> I don't care if Timothy is 50 when the show finishes I am never gonna look at Timothy that way okay Declan remember the Irish guy yeah. who's married to oh yeah uh, I love Declan he was, he was really gorgeous Philip Worth Jenny's future husband who we met in an episode the one who's a yeah. painter the barrister yeah. yeah yeah and then I know he's old now but I, I'm just I can't with him I love him um Charles Newgarten I Julian's, knew you were gonna say Charles Newgarden sister Julianne's you know right I'm marrying Charles Newgarden because he's rich as hell <laughs> I thought I thought you wouldn't go for him because he's rich. I want he's gonna die and I'm gonna be rich. Yeah, but you're gonna have to live with him for fifty years. 
not. I can marry him like when he's old. See, I'm I'm imagining. Oh, so you're marrying him at the age he is now. In yeah, the show, just before we died. The, the week before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it on Nicole Smith. Do you know what I mean? That's very Anna Nicole. I'm snogging Declan because he was fit, and then Philip oh, Worth yeah. him avoiding because he loves Jenny, and I just think, you know, oh, your taste's not that great. <laughs> I'm right. gonna avoid Charles Newgarden because I'm marrying him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then out of respect you... for you, I'm gonna avoid him. <laughs> um, I'm gonna see. I always think it's better to marry the person that you like the best. So I'm gonna marry Babe. Declan and snog Philip. Okay. Okay. I'm going to marry Charles Newgarten, like, and I would, I want to be married to him for 50 years. I love him so much. He is like, he is just a romantic hero in every single way. That date that he plans for Sister Julianne, just like, oh my God, love that. Yeah, definitely snog Declan, cutie, cutie, cutie. And then Philip Worth can, you know, that's okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Now, I I feel like Philip Worth really was done hard dealt to him. He's a barrister, really good painter, really nice guy. Sure. He was lovely, but you've put him up against Declan. Well, that's the thing. It's, 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 the, the brackets. You put him up against someone who's quite good looking. Yeah, really, like, looks good with his No, shirt Declan was lovely. Declan yeah, was. was lovely, yeah. I, wasn't I, he a bit I, mean to Trixie at one point, well, though? Yeah, but he was under a lot of stress. Like, he wasn't really that mean. He just kind of was. Yeah, they were under immense pressure, Alex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Immense pressure. Okay, I don't have an even number here, so we'll have to do four. No, we'll have to do a group of we'll do a group of two and then a group of three. Okay. 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 So we'll do two that are like not as appealing um to start. Okay. So Tony Amos and Ray Prendergast. Okay, Tony Amos is the gay guy who got yeah. done for, you know, yeah. or whatever. And then Ray Prendergast is the holy roller, the one that had the baby with the Well, this is easy. Add absolutely marry tony amos and snog tony Wait, he I, need like more, it. I need more information about ray ray prendergast no. is the christian um scientist awful uh, dad yes. with the baby with brittle bone, brittle bone disease. syndrome yeah brittle bone disease yeah so tony and amos was... i would marry and snog and he would hate it but i wouldn't maybe <laughs> <laughs> like his wife maureen or doris or Ma- Ma- marie i'm his yeah. wife marie if she's got a high voice i've got a high voice let's get it on <laughs> you'd make him dream about men his whole life and then I'd let him. I'd let him. As long as he was, you know, snogging me. I'd 100% avoid Ray Prendergast. He's awful. Yeah. Also, Ray had a bad past for fighting and things. And I'm not into yeah, that. I he agree. Was awful. Yeah, I agree. He was he was kind of a low scorer on this one. I I agree with both of you. I think those are exactly right answers. Okay, here's the last one. There, these are kind of these are kind of three. Actually, can I just like, say that was very badly put together? They were not a good pairing. Tony Amos is amazing. Carry on. <laughs> well, the only thing that's tough about Tony Amos is, I mean, if you're going to go really hard on the rules, like, I mean, he's obviously not interested in women, which is tough. I you well, you say really, that, but he's not seen me. So carry on. You know, you know who I wanted to put on this list, even though neither one of none of us are are interested in women, but like, I really want to put Avril on this list because she's such a badass like she's so cool and beautiful she's and... Also about 16 and she's something wrong with you Jen well, it's not it's not about the age I think I think Avril also was like 19 I mean again I'm not saying that 19 is whatever anyways I mean Charles Newgarden is like 87 okay so like I don't know but 
All right, here's the one. I feel like the older people get, the more appropriate it gets. When there's an age difference and it's younger. <laughs> the other way, I know. Yeah. I know. Okay, this is also, by the way, this is all hypothetical. So I just don't want anyone to take anything about my actual, like, you know. Preferences. Interest. Again, does not have any weird proof. Can I just say in real life? No, 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 I don't. Okay. All right. So the next, the last three. Okay, Vaughn Sellers, the guy who was with Paulette. Oh, I love Vaughn. I know, cutie patootie. And then Tommy Mills, who was married to Gert. Remember, he was the yeah, bedbound yeah. man. Of course we remember. Yeah, yes. the bedbound incontinent. He's still <laughs> yes. fitter than Vaughn to make his Vaughn's about twelve. <laughs> and then again, we we already mentioned him, but I can't remember his name, and it's not. It wasn't listed in the thing I looked up. But June Dylan's husband. He, uh, June is the one who was uh, deaf. And um, he was the one that learned sign language to like be with her and everything so oh and he um, was lovely and he went to that class even though like can you imagine going to a mother and baby class mother and baby class kevin, his name was kevin kevin yeah. kevin kevin dylan yes yes right, well, everyone's kevin gonna dylan. marry kevin i'm gonna yeah. yes there's no question there um, um, everyone's I'm gonna, gonna snog, snog Vaughn, even though he's too young for me i'm gonna snog tommy before he met say- gert I'm I'm snogging Tommy as well. One yeah, before he met Gert and not yeah. I don't want to ruin their marriage. Yeah. I want to snog him like in nineteen like seventeen. You know what I mean? Like right before he goes to World War One. Sounds like, like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna snog Vaughn when he returns it when he comes of age. <laughs> After he's finished his like jail time then apprenticeship, that's when Bex is gonna get right in there. <laughs> I'll be the least like age pervy one this time and just say I'll avoid Vaughn altogether. Yeah, I'm, I'm I've already. Vaughn. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that's the that's the group of guys. Some episodes actually didn't have that many like actual husbands or boyfriends or you know men in and it. And that's or why we love this show. I know, I know, it truly is. Oh, girls! Oh, well, amazing, amazing listeners, special. We're all really tired now. We've just done this over <laughs> however many hours. But thank you so, so, so much to everyone who contributed. Thank you so much to anyone who hasn't contributed and is actually listening. Yeah, um, even if yeah, because I listen. feel like that would be me, just a silent listener, just lurking. Yes. Just, it's not, it's not weird and creepy to just listen back. Don't call people who don't comment lurkers. Like it's just <laughs> that's what you do with a podcast. You just listen. Fine. That would be me. I well, will say this: some of the some of my most favorite podcasts that I listen to every single episode they put out. I don't interact in any other way with the podcast same. at all, and and that is definitely okay. But if you do interact with us, also that's amazing too. So and like, also you're very likely to get a comment off us because we get really excited by it. So yeah. So if it's something you do it. want please reach out but we love everyone who just even and also if you want to comment and don't want your name to be mentioned yeah we've done that before and we can still do it so yeah yeah thank you so 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 much three times and edit your name out but thank you so so much for listening next week we will be doing series five episode one so we're now into series five ladies can you believe it i can't believe it yeah So thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us everywhere and subscribe. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.